why are most property statistics a load of rubbish? She's on the BBC Radio 4 Money Box. Hell, she's even on such esteemed publications as the Negotiator magazine. It doesn't get much bigger than that. Kate, what is your issue with an awful lot of property statistics out there? Talk to me. My biggest issue and my biggest bugbear is the use of average prices. They are utterly, utterly irrelevant. Now you might think, well, Kate, that's lovely, but you spend an awful time looking at average prices. And you quote them. And I do, I quote them, but that's only because when you as an agent, for example, or a legal company or surveyor, whoever you are, who cares what the average is? All that matters now is that prop the price of that property and the value of that property or the rent of that property on a particular road so what we tend to find so for example uh, great data from zoopla we had which showed that uh, when you look at the when you look at the what was driving those double digit price rises that we saw on average scaring everybody coming out with stories like oh, it's a horrible first time buyers can't afford to buy the oh, drama queen stuff what was actually happening was first-time buyers could actually afford to buy because quite a few of them bought flats. And the inflation on flats over three years was only 9% mm. versus inflation on houses of 20%. And in actual fact, in London, flat prices were falling mm. during that period of time. So for me, the problem we have is that all the indices are still coming out with average stats Yes, I know that's useful for government, that's useful e economically, that's useful overall. But when you're talking to working with buyers, sellers, landlords, it's not useful. And the really interesting story is why, and we did this, actually got the BBC doing this. There's a really long road in Peterborough. Uh, I think it is called, weirdly called London Road or something. And I said to him, look, we've really got to get this message across. It's about the price of a property on the street. And we, this was looking, uh, I think, mid-2000s. And we looked at flats, which were those, you know, all city centre flats that were bought, prices yep. tumbled, um, like by 50% or more in some areas. Um, and the flats were still 10% down after 10 years or something of the, of the credit crunch. Uh, whereas we had then found um, about a mile up the road, there was a terrace property right on quite a busy, busy road and that hadn't moved at all. Go another mile up the road and there was a little, you know, like sometimes you get a main road and then you get a little in yep. cul-de-sac yep. on it. There was a really nice property there and that had gone up in value. And that is the story we have to get out to people. Why are we allowing the media and allowing people to make decisions based on average prices, particularly as they're doing it year on year, because there's stuff about year on year prices. But it's good headlines though, isn't it? But that's the problem. And that's why we as an industry through social media and through local media, because I've done actually, although I can be on national BBC, I will get more um, feedback from my local Radio Nottingham show than I will from the top, from from Yes, because stuff. you're closer to the punter. Yes, exactly, but also, Everybody, I think everybody in agency or certainly in surveyors, I'd love to see surveyors step up to the mark more on this, is when you see a national headline that says, for example, my hometown, Nottingham, has uh, gone up in double digits, then I would say to them and say, well, it hasn't on so-and-so street. 
actually prices are still 20% less than they were 15 years ago. And they go, wow, what a story. Because the local radio stations love it when you've got a local story that's different to what the nationals are putting out. If only there was this thing called, I don't know, Fastbook, that you could publish this. You could, hey, you could join a Facebook group in West Bridgeford and talk about the West Bridgeford property yeah. market to West Bridgeford people and zeroing in on streets. Because there's no excuse nowadays, is there, no. to get your message out there? No. Using the, the power of video as well. Yeah. Which... And you don't have to be like a professional. You know, you don't have to be a professional at that. It is just, you know, it's got to be two minutes. There's a great little tip that I have with that, which is it's, you typically say about 140 words a minute. So once you know that, you can then say, right, OK, I've got a two minute video. You've got 280 words to play with. So you then I script it and then you can get and you've got an intro three points, exit. All you've got to do is get that across. And there's some fantastic little things. So if you can't remember anything, tip is to do it as an interview like this, so somebody can prompt you with the questions yes. and you know the answers. Or you get some fantastic things now whereby they actually just attach on top of the camera, or you can do it, for, I've done it with a laptop, where it'll actually do the scrolling for you and you can you can pretty much read it off that it doesn't you don't you it's obvious that you are reading but nobody cares. No one cares. What they want is the real data, um, and only you as an agent can mm. give it, um, and that's what's important. I mean, I I teach estate agents that they should almost do a countdown of the top hundred most expensive streets in their town, and they just you know they can get the data from Home Search for free, and they can give a script, and they go to the street. They don't even have to go to the street. They can go and get do it on Zoom and drop in a stream. Yeah, and just. You're talking well, like, I'm like, oh, I have no idea what he's talking about now. Tech, 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 blah, tech. blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> you know that Zoom thing you do? Yeah. Have you seen you know. people where they're outside in an office and they're not, they're in the home? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah where well, it looks a little weird because they're on a beach. And yeah, you know well, you can put a street on, you can put a picture right. of a street. Oh, see, oh, that's clever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, like that, don't you? Yeah, 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 like that. And, um, I'll leave that to you, though. <laughs> but you join that, you put that into local Facebook groups. And who's the only people, you know, if we're talking West Bridgeford, who's the only people that join West Bridgeford Facebook groups, people from? West Bridgeford. Absolutely. And the only people that own property in West Bridgeford live in West Bridgeford. That's the way you do it. Yeah, it, it I, is. It, it, I fa it fascinates me that we are the gatekeepers to the second most interesting topic in the world, first being the weather, obviously, about the property market. Why aren't you talking about local stuff? Yeah, and, and that's what's exciting. So I always say prices are going up. What, it, I had this great interview and it was with... Um, Paul Lewis on Moneybox, Radio 4 Moneybox. Nice drop in there. Yeah, nice drop in there. Lovely guy, by the way. And very, if you ever want to book anybody, he's really good because he, he, his jokes are quite close to the mark. He's very, very funny. Um, and uh, he said to us, so we've done this property market thing. He said, right, Kate, we've got 30 seconds. Tell me your predictions for the property market for the future. And I said, I'm going to nail this, Paul. I said, three things are going to happen over the next 12 months. Prices are going to go up for some, down for others, and stay the same. That's it. And we literally went off air and he was laughing his socks off. But actually, that's true. And I can show you that in pretty much any market because in the old days, it was, do you remember us talking about it as a pebble? You dropped the pebble into London, prices would ripple yes. out and go up, and then that would ripple out everywhere yep. else. Prices drop in London, that would ripple out. That does not work anymore at all. It's all about a property on the street. 
And it's like well, a fly's eye, isn't it? So yes, there's there isn't yes. one property market. It is lot as you said in a town. We're in Grantham, the G Town. I mean, obviously the centre of the property universe. Absolutely. Obviously, because you and I are here, we've got property video solutions. We've got um, we've got uh, Jason from Property Mark. We've got head office of Belvoir and loads of other things. So it is the centre of the universe. Um, a cracking value for money, considering it's only just over an hour to London. There you go. Fabulous. There you go. There's a Nando's at the bottom of... of... I've never been to a Nando's. Uh, have you never been to a no, Nando's? never. Oh, not... Do you like hot food? I like hot food. Yeah, you go, go. Well, as in, not as in warm food. You mean no, as, as in spicy. Hot. Spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. People don't that. want to have that food choice. <laughs> but the thing is this, is that, you know, one housing estate is different to another different housing estate. And then within that, and I think the magic thing is most of these housing estates have Facebook groups. Get out there. Yeah. Talk about the property yeah, market. Absolutely. And talk about, you know, the individual properties and the surprises that you've had. So we I used to do part exchange. Stories. Oh, God yeah. forbid. But I used to do part exchange. And one of the things that we we struggled with was people not trusting us. And our, bo our boss at the time came up with this brilliant idea. He said, look, what we'll do is he said, if we think it's worth 200, we used to offer 10% below. Um, what we'll do is if we sell it for more than 200, we'll share that. With the, with, the, with, the, with the seller and changed, changed the game overnight. Um, and we said, if we lose money, by the way, if we sell it for less than 200, we're not going to come back to you for, for the cash. But that gave us a level of trust. But the fascinating thing that we had was um, when, and this was sort of mid 2000s. So when you put a property on the market that was needed renovating, always went for more money than it would actually be worth done up mm -hmm. because people kind of never noticed it. So they were always really difficult to price, which is why I quite like with properties like that to do things like offers over because you never know. It's really hard to predict mm -hmm. what people are going to pay. And bearing in mind, people have got so much cash available now because although we talk about the affordability of the market, our problem isn't affordability. Our problem is that it is affordable for some and increasingly affordable because of course they get the equity growth for those on the ladder mm -hmm. and that is we almost look at property the wrong way. And that's why the stats are so bad. Because also, take an average property prices. I'm so sick of people going, well, if the average property price is 280,000, somebody on 20 grand can't afford it. No, that's why they have shared ownership. That's why there are properties sold for 67,000 pounds in some areas. And that's one of the reasons we don't solve the housing crisis is because we look at all of these average stats in such a stupid way and we're not focusing on the individual property prices. So if you're an agent and you're trying to drum up buyers at the moment, I'd be putting up houses for people on joint incomes of 40 grand, 20 grand each. And this is the minimum you would need in a deposit. Because everybody's got this crazy idea when we put out the deposit data. Um, I, I love it. The average deposit is 60,000 pounds. I can't Seriously? Well, there's properties for sale in Nottingham for £60,000. So what's the point of that? Okay. And that, and they say uh, that's what you need. And that's what, yeah, and you can still get not. a 95% mortgage. Yes, exactly. Okay, and if you, you know, and just like, you know, even when, even when we were younger, you borrowed a bit from your parents and these parents yeah, have my cash. My grandparents borrowed from a parent to buy. Yeah. My parents, when they bought in the 80s, uh, when it was really, you could get on the ladder, but it was hard to afford the mortgage, they had food parcels from their parents. So the bank of mum and dad has always existed, but we play up that it's this horrendous scenario. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, you can still get the ladder. It isn't easy, um, yeah. and there's but choices it never to has be made. been. And there's choices Absolutely. to be made, and you have to, you have to make a choice. No yeah. Nando's, no Sky TV. No fancy mobile phone. Life is full of choices and you have to make that choice, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Which is, which is fair enough.
Thank you for your time today. Pleasure.